This podcast is brought to you in part by Surewinder. Surewinder takes great pride in producing high-quality tools that keep you safe and make your life easier. Let them shoulder the burden of winding your springs with a power drill. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. Hey guys, this is uh, Ryan with Torsha Talk Podcast, in case you didn't know. Today we interview Windsor Door. Maybe not a lot of you guys know a lot about Windsor, but today you're going to get to know about them. Plus, they drop a bombshell on a secret that they were not supposed to release until the 21st. You guys are going to get it. Listen to the podcast. Enjoy it. Have a wonderful day. Hey guys, how are you today? Doing well. So we've got um, Hans and Bob from Windsor on with us today. Uh, And Bob, if you don't mind, take a second, just introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Bob Strahan. I've been in the door business for right around 30 years. Um, Spent time with Windsor Door uh, from 1987 uh, up until where I worked for a large distributor in Arkansas for about three years and then back to Windsor after Hans' family bought the business, they brought me back. So I worked here 20 years and then took a little break and then been back here, what, five, seven years. Nice. And where do you live? I live in Little Rock, Arkansas, originally from San Diego. When I went to work for Windsor, I was hired to uh, be the Western Regional Manager. So I lived in California for my first five years with Windsor, then came back to the corporate office after that, been in Little Rock ever since. So it was a little bit of a big change moving from San Diego uh, yeah. to uh, Little Rock, but I absolutely love being here. Probably a little less expensive too. Quite a bit less expensive. <laughs> uh, you know, the cost of living is a lot better, a little bit different than all the crazy stuff going on in my home state right now. Yeah. I saw a meme today of uh, in one of the Facebook groups for the garage door guys. It was a family leaving California, and on the back of the trailer, the moving trailer, it said, uh, for, for less people paying taxes for California's crazy ideas or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was yeah, funny. Well, I can tell you there's a lot of door dealers that have left the state of California. We have distribution center. We have one, one left in California and Southern California. Uh, and then we uh, have uh, four in Texas. And there's a lot of people that are moving from California that are in the door business that are reestablishing themselves in the Texas market to get away from California. Texas is getting flooded. So my background is software and uh, technology prior to getting into the door industry and uh, almost like a large portion of my friends that lived in California are now uh, relocating to Texas. And uh, I think that uh, what's it called? Their little slogan, stay weird. I'll figure this out. 
Austin. Yeah. So Austin, yeah. uh, Austin, Texas is where all my friends are kind of relocating. It was, it started becoming a little bit of a tech town probably about eight, 10 years ago. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And now all the tech people that were in California are kind of relocating there. Um, I kind of, isn't that where Dell computer started in Austin? I think so. There's a lot of corporate offices in Austin, Texas for a lot of different things. Um, Whole Foods is one of them. Uh, there's a bunch, but it's also like right next to, I think, University of Texas as well. San Antonio's around the corner, I believe. And uh, it's a very like eclectic town. I really like it. Have you guys been there? Yes. And Hans is actually from Texas. What? Hans, where in Texas are you from? Great yeah, segue, so by the way. Houston. Yeah, I'm from Houston. Um, yeah, so born and raised in Houston and then. Went to school in Missouri and then ended back up in DFW for the first about 10 years of my career and then kind of ended up back here about four years ago. Um, yeah, back in, in Little Rock. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's changed a lot. Texas has changed a lot for sure. Um, it's still, this is still quintessentially Texas, though. It's still, still, got, still flat. Still got a, yeah, it's still got and, and still got quite a few of us that are proud to be from there. So, uh, you know, it's a great still, state. Uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked that they stayed locked down as long as they did. You know, um, and ter- their lockdown, I, you know, I think it was a little bit different. You know, because I had to, whether I was fortunate or unfortunate to travel back and forth. Um, between Georgia and Texas, you know, as the pandemic kind of started to unwind. Um, you know, Georgia opened up, but it didn't open up to the, it, it didn't open up like Texas did. And it, uh, you know, it was, it, their, uh, their lockdown was very different than what I've seen in some other parts I got of the you. country. Okay. That's cool. We don't have to get into all that. I mean, it's, I think everybody's tired of hearing about it anyway. So, right. <laughs> it's kind of the, so you talk with somebody the first 10 minutes of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Was a <laughs> Where'd you get your mask? No, just kidding. Um, all right. So, uh, Austin, Texas is where everybody's moving to f- that are my friends. You guys, uh, have a lot of dealers that are relocating there. Uh, it's v- a very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to affect the dynamics with the current door dealers, uh, most of the companies in California are going to be very forward thinking, uh, probably coming in and carving out a, a niche or a market uh, of their own. And I imagine a lot of that business is going to be coming from other door dealers. So um, very interesting to see the dynamics there. Already a ton of spam in Texas for door dealers. I don't know if you guys are aware. Have you been keeping up with any of the spam conversations within the, the garage door industry, keep like the magazines that, um, let's see, bad bobs and stuff like that. Yeah. So we were actually, um, directly impacted by that. Were you so, really? Um, yeah. So I, I was kind of give you a, a real brief history on us. So Windsor door has been around for, um, over 50 years and Bob can speak to, um, to the history of Windsor Door and, and you know, and their place in the marketplace, you know, for, for quite some time. 
Um, and my family actually owned a large installation company in Texas called uh, Garage Door Services. And we uh, primarily focus on new construction residential install. So we don't do hardly any retrofit. Um, in fact, in a lot of the retrofit stuff that we retrofit leads that we get, we push to our distribution centers for our for those types of customer those types of customers. So we're working with the national builders and we direct install and and then you know and, and go from there. But anyway, so we uh, um, have eight locations throughout Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee, Colorado. And um, in 2011, right at the kind of coming out of the bottom of the downturn, we uh, we purchased Windsor Door. We made a, an asset purchase for Windsor Door, um, bought the plant in Little Rock and a number of distribution centers. Um, you know, it's a, a, a very redacted version of, of what Windsor had been before. That you know, at one time Windsor was you know, 32 distribution centers with two manufacturing plants. So we were, uh, we purchased uh, seven distribution centers and then a manufacturing plant in Little Rock, which is, was the main one. It's a lot, we have a large plant, it's 250,000 square feet. So, um, yeah, so we, we bought Windsor in 2011. And, um, but right, I think it's probably right about that time that we ran into the same kind of problems with, uh, there was a company. They'd come in um, and in some instances had stolen, had used our logo uh, oh, wow. on on ads. Um, they'd used our logo. They were using our name um, directly. Um, yeah. and, and I guess the play there was that we had installed tens of thousands of doors, primarily in Texas, that had our sticker on the back that said Garage Door Services, very generic name. Blame my dad and uncle for that, but uh, yeah. So we had tens of thousands of doors with those stickers on the back, and so what they did was they, I think, you know, pretty intelligent to realize that they could go in and and we were not doing any um, any SEO or any pay per click stuff. Like I said, we turned you guys weren't even doing over. retrofit. Yeah, we weren't doing retrofit. We we're turning those leads over to our Windsor customers. Yeah. Um, and so, were you selling those leads to them or just giving them to them? No, just giving them to them. We don't. If, yeah. if they're a customer of Windsor Door and they buy out of one of the Windsor distribution centers, we file. We uh, uh, send those leads to customers that are buying out of our distribution centers. They're usually small tailgaters that are good Windsor customers. Okay. So, so yeah, so we they, uh, you know, they they presented themselves online as as us. And so we started getting calls from our builder customers where they're saying, hey, why why did you charge this homeowner who's under warranty X hundred dollars, you know, oh, some no. astronomical amount for for uh, something that should have been on under warranty. And we're like, well, we have no, we have no record of this. Um, and so then we got an invoice and realize it wasn't us and so yeah so that was uh and that was all you know that was all litigated and um i think that you know they've changed their they go as something different now but um so yeah so that's our that's our brief run-in with the with 
the bad bobs. And I didn't even know fans. that the manufacturers were affected. This is actually a new story for me. Uh, very interesting yeah, well, to hear. Yeah, and we were and we were really um, initially too. We we made a pretty uh, we made it pretty aware through our distribution network that if any if that behavior went on, or that or the, there are some of the other things that we saw going on that went on within our our network and we knew about it that um, that you know we probably wouldn't be doing business. Yeah. Well, good for y'all. I mean, I'm glad you guys got it squared away. It sounds like uh, it went through litigation and you guys either won or got settled out of court. Yeah, we're glad to have it behind us. Good. Well, I hate that happened. I know dealers are dealing with that on a regular basis. It's still going on. It's still very active. And uh, believe it or not, it's um, I know Google's involved a little bit and uh, trying to make a difference uh, to what degree, I don't know. Uh, but it's I, I also own a marketing agency outside of doing the, uh, the door business that I have. And uh, I think, the, uh, you know, it, it's twofold, right? Trying to get our, our guys to rank well in SEO, but, but also reporting all the bad spam um, in, in the markets that we have clients. So, um, it's a, it's very time consuming and frustrating because you can take one down and five more will show up uh, between the time you submit the request and the time it gets taken down. So very frustrating. The incredible thing to me about it is, is once that once those characters have invested that amount of time and money into, you know, what they're doing and the amount of money that you've got to charge per job to get your, to make the money back that you've invested in kind of being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, you know, that's why you have an $800 spring job. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I wish I knew the answer, but man, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for the industry. And you know, I, I don't know if social media maybe and the prevalence of people really kind of lean in there. I don't, I don't know if that kind of thwarts that out or maybe, you know, I mean, I, I guess know. people are still really heavily reliant on search engine on, on Google. Yeah. But, um, I think they are. But, um, I do think that social media has helped, but I mean, these guys are getting involved in social media as well. So it's, uh, I don't know. It can be a little bit deceiving. There's always a way to trick people, I think, and consumers just educating the 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 majority is very expensive. Um, so I don't really know the best way to go about it, but um, uh, we've got Tom Wadsworth did a uh, podcast with us. It was our actually our first true interview. Um, I love that guy. I don't know if you guys follow his articles in the uh, Dasma magazine. But he talks in depth about this because he went through the whole process of kind of exposing the bad bobs. Um, I think he was the one that coined the phrase bad bob. And um, and so he's brought a lot of light to it. And he and I stay in, in conversation um, ever so often just to keep in touch and check in on, on new things developing. But um, he's uh, he, he goes in depth on our podcast about it. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. And there's multiple now, not just one. You have 
probably have uh, anywhere between three and five uh, pretty large companies that are manipulating Google, um, breaking their guidelines and kind of being deceitful in their practices. Um, so it's not just one we're having to deal with. We're having to deal with many. But hey, before we get too far off a of subject, <laughs> I do want to talk about Windsor. Uh, hey, you guys went through that. So so we got a good introduction to Bob. Um, uh, Hans, tell us a little bit about you, how you got in the game, and um, how you got involved with Windsor. Yeah, so, um, so like I said, my family, uh, my dad and uncle started, uh, actually bought a real small garage door company in Houston, Texas. It's actually a Dial 1 franchise. It was one location, and they bought it as an investment. I don't think they either one of them planned to be active in the business. Um, and then through a divorce, my dad became active in the business. And and then really, you know, kind of fast forward from, that was in 1990, um, they grew the business uh, rather dramatically um, and then expanded into multiple locations. And then, um, you know, typical kid, I don't want, you know, I didn't want to have any part of that. And uh specifically went off to school in Missouri to be away from, you know, to kind of, you know, be myself and kind of, and, you know, set my own path. And, uh, and then, um, got to always pick the hard way, don't we? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then stayed and went to graduate school there too. And then my grandfather actually kind of pulled me aside when I was back for the holidays. Like, Hey, you really, you know, I know you have opportunities, but you really need to come back. You really need to come back and you need to join the family. And so sure enough, they stuck me in uh, the store that was struggling the most. Um, so they stuck me in DFW, which was, it was a, a lot of opportunity. Um, it was really, really great place to kind of learn and worked with a lot of great people that had been in the industry for a long time there. Um, um that I'm very grateful for their the experience they passed on to me and spent, you know, 10 years in DFW kind of learning it from the dealer side. Um, and then uh, when we made the Windsor acquisition, um, it kind of took over the builder side of things, um, the builder sales. And it was just kind of a natural fit because I've been working with a lot of national builders. And then um, here recently when, when, uh, when we originally bought Windsor, we the president at the time from the previous owner came on as a partial owner, and then um, then we we bought him out. And so when he was bought out, the family was like, "Well, somebody's got to move to Little Rock." Um, that kind of represents the family since there's no owner, not going to be any ownership there. And so they picked the guy that travels the most to move here. So <laughs> so yeah. So then. Uh, Moved here, what was it, 13? Yeah. yeah, 2013. Moved here in 2013. And, um, no, I'm sorry, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So moved here in 2016. And, uh, I'm a pretty outdoorsy guy. So I absolutely love it here. Um, and family's really settled in and stuff. And then, um, you know, still kind of bounce back and forth between the dealer side and the manufacturing side, but yeah, that's the, that's kind of how I got here. So. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing. So, um, 
let's talk a little bit about Windsor itself. And I'm very intrigued. We personally don't do um, a lot of new construction. I mean, we do some, a little bit of commercial reconstruct or like new construction. And we also do um, some residential high end new construction, but typically people are looking for specific doors and they find my company that way. And so that's how we get involved in it. We don't actually actively seek out um, new construction deals. Uh, I think part of it for me is probably a little bit of fear, which is not typically like me. I'm not a very fearful person, but uh, knowing the ups and downs of new construction, I think um, for me, I choose not to get involved because I don't want to chase my money on low margin jobs. Maybe that's just a perception, but that's been my reality here. Uh, When we have done a lot of new construction, that's kind of, we tie up a lot of capital and then we end up spending resources trying to get the the money as a dealer. Um, So you guys specialize in this space. I would love to pick your brains about new construction, maybe help me overcome my fears or maybe find ways uh, around some of these problems. Uh, I know that other, other companies are also uh, experiencing. And then I see many conversations about, all right, how do we price products for new construction? Um, so I want to get into uh, more about Windsor and your products and things like that. But before we deep dive into that, uh, can we talk a little bit about new construction? You guys kind of share some of your knowledge and wisdom uh, regarding, because that's kind of like a completely different beast uh, than retrofit and repair. Well, Windsor Doors for many years focused uh, uh, on new construction. When we, um, in, in the late, in the early 90s, uh, we had a plant in uh, California, in uh, Northern California, and at that time, California was still a one-piece door market. It was not a sectional door market per se. Uh, Home Tally was still operating and still building the hardware for the one-piece wood doors that were very popular in the market. And a big part of what we did is we moved into the uh, builder business was to try to drive the market from one-piece doors to sectional doors. And we uh, kind of we started it in California and really focused in California, the national county <laughs> part of it. Um, and that's kind of how Windsor got its start in the in late 80s, early 90s, when we contacted uh, larger regional builders and, and moved in that way. When people talk about the builder business, there's two different type, parts of it. There's the large national guys that, that Hans personally works with and that Windsor's worked with for years. And then there's the regional builders. And my suggestion for people getting into it is that focus more on the local regional type builders that are there and uh, go to market that way instead of trying to ch- chase down. It's almost impossible, Hans, wouldn't you agree on the national? Almost, um, most of the major builders have some sort of national relationship. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all do, and it's it's not necessarily from a it's from a price perspective. Uh, largely, it's from a, a product guarantee and kind of being under their umbrella from a, a how to how to born kind of being under like under their litigation umbrella, right? So 
um, you're you're all speaking the same language when it comes to warranty and guarantees and, and what kind of service you're going to provide the homeowner. But yeah, um, you know, I think that it, it is. It's really tough. I think uh, being able to manage playing in the in that space is going to vary by market too, because you know what your needs to to do that in a you know say if you're in Houston or if you're in Birmingham Alabama where you know Houston's chugging out twenty thousand housing starts a year where Birmingham is you know three or four thousand housing starts a year so you know in some cities you may be able to make it you know support a, a whole location on that where in some cities you can't so it's really you know I, I think at the end of the day it's about um, managing your business through your D and L and understanding that having having that literacy will lead you back to the right path because um, at the end of the day it's you know what what are, what are your goals what are your personal goals as a dealer you know do you, right. you know are you are you looking for net income of ten percent fifteen percent or Five percent, or you know, who knows? Yeah. That's that's kind Everybody's of a personal deal, so. right? Well, I think yeah, when, when that, I that, for here in the Atlanta that, market, when I evaluated the new door um, new construction game, which um, I know some friends of mine over at Voils that you guys work closely with, um, they do a phenomenal job. But I, I I don't know how they find all the installers. I I you know I run ads all year round for installers. Um, even when we're probably at full capacity, just trying to build a pipeline and build relationships with local installers. And then when something opens up, you know, we'll reach back out to the people that we really like. Um, but you know, when I think about doing new construction, I think about, um, you know, sending somebody out for a full day, knocking out five or six doors, hopefully, uh, you know, not everything goes as well as planned. Um, I think like low margin, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, you're one of the last things going in. So you're, you're one of the last ones getting paid type of deal. Um, but there's obviously a, a bonus to doing this because there's a lot of companies that I see who do this extremely well and are doing great. Um, I'm just not seeing it. Um, because I feel like for me trying to find a bunch of good installers to go out and install doors without a bunch of warranty calls, that's gotta be like extremely frustrating. Um, it's one of every dealer's probably, uh, most difficult jobs is to find good installers. So we've really just started focusing on trying to train up the one, like bring people from outside the industry and, uh, we train them up and maybe that's what they're doing. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to yeah, do the volume. I'll say that I, and I'll say, I see, I see different approaches because I mean, we do, we do this, you know, obviously we have our own company and then we do it with other partners across the country. And, you know, I see very different approaches. The people that seem to be the most successful, are the ones that are willing to think outside the box, Give me some examples because I'm very intrigued. I've always wanted to know how people make it work. Um, 
are, can you share some examples of maybe like thinking outside the box or like, uh, some businesses that do a really good job and maybe I'll reach out to my buddies at Voils. I don't know if they'd be willing to share, uh, kind of their recipe to success or not, but, um, I'm very, I'm very intrigued, um, by the companies that do it right, like how, how they do it. I mean, this is y'all's whole strategy, right? Is new construction for the most part. Somer is a European based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer usa.com that's s-o-m-m-e-r-usa.com or contact their charlotte office at 877-766-6607 it's no secret that i bring on advertisers of products that i use and love i love it when i sign up for a service and feel good about it before during and after service titan has made our customer experience significantly better We use automated messages to go out to our customers to streamline communication. Our customers love the fact that they can text in and we know who they are by name. All communication between our customers via call text is attached to their customer account so text can review it prior to arriving to a job. I love the campaign source report. It tells me which marketing campaigns are working. My favorite feature is the new marketing feature that allows me to set up drip campaigns and email our customers based on what they bought or didn't buy from us. Check out Service Titan at servicetitan.com forward slash torsion for your free demo. I'm very, I'm very intrigued um, by the companies that do it right, like how, how they do it. I mean, this is y'all's whole strategy, right, is new construction for the most part? Let me talk a little bit about Windsor Door here because it, it was not originally Windsor Door's strategy. Windsor Door um, was originally started by the Webb family, and there's still some, you know, James Webb's still in the business and, at National Door. His family, his, I think his grandfather started the business in uh, North Little Rock making attic ladders and then grew into making wood doors for Sears. And then at one time in the... Uh, Windsor Door was a full line manufacturer with a plant here in Little Rock, a plant in Marysville, um, 32 distribution centers at its height. And then what happened to Windsor in about the mid 90s is we got sucked into the venture capital deal where we kept, kept getting bought and sold, bought and sold, bought and sold by different owners that had no interest in the business. And then kind of what happened, the, the, the last deal that happened to us was we got bought by a company that also owned a hollow metal company. They tried to cram uh, Windsor Republic was created. Really took a Windsor door and Republic hollow metal and tried to put the doors to companies together. So it kind of put us in a unique situation 
and Hans's family was our largest customer. So Windsor went through a cycle of being one of the fastest growing door companies in the late 80s and 90s to becoming um, trapped in that venture capital deal where we were bought and sold and the business kind of deteriorated. And we kind of jumped into the builder business just because nobody else was paying attention to it at the time. Smart. And uh, we uh, put accounts together and it really grew coming from the West Coast and we were able to really survive and find a nice niche. And then uh, when Windsor was sold the last time to Desco and everybody came and all of our competitors got to come in and take a look, they were really surprised how much the builder business, how much residential builder business we were doing at Windsor. It was close to, I don't know, 60% of our sales were tied to the builder somehow. And uh, that's about the time everybody jumped in the national account business. Well, good for you guys. I love the idea of you guys finding your niche and going where people aren't. I'm a big believer in that. So uh, congratulations. And and, you guys obviously figured it out. Yep. Then the Desco company owned it and things didn't work out and they started closing DCs when the deal happened. And Honda's family, uh, Garage Door Services, was Windsor's largest customer. And they came in and bought the business. And because it just fit perfect with the the builder niche and – that's kind of where we're at now where um, the company's changed a lot over the years, but the um, national build program's still been a good focus of what we do. Nice. So help just so I can make sure that I understand it properly. You have Windsor who uh, kind of networks with national builders and then you guys kind of strike deals with, with national builders and then, I guess, sub out dealers to fulfill the workload. Is that how that works? Yeah. So we don't sub out the work. It's they, they, they directly con- contract with our dealers. So, oh, okay. um, I got you. Yeah. We don't, we don't sub anything out. It's all direct contract. And so, no, we just help facilitate those relationships and help facilitate, um, you know, that a, a similar experience, you know, across uh, across the whole network for our builders. Um, you know, one thing that we do that's a little bit different than, than some of the other programs you see is that we don't, um, you know, we, we will never dictate a price to a dealer. So we're not going to go to a builder and say, hey, we'll sell you a door for X dollars in a market that, a dealer's got to provide a price and then go to the dealer and say, Hey, congratulations. We just got you this business. Oh, by the way, you have to sell it for $500 and we're going to charge you 250 bucks for the door. That's nice. So, um, so what we do is we'll work with the, you know, we'll establish a relationship with the builder and then we'll go work with the dealer. And, um, typically there's some transparency there. We kind of like that. We think that, um, that the, the builder and the dealer benefit from having a transparent conversation about pricing. Um, that way you can kind of get to the nuts and bolts of uh, providing good service. Right. I, I think that's a big difference what Windsor does and, and having uh, uh, our ownership come from the, the 
dealer side of the business, the distributor side of the business, and doing the builder work, we've kind of changed that. We kind of did it like everybody else over the years in the past, and what this change has been a dramatic change. We truly build partnerships with our distributors that we're working with that are actually installing the doors for us. Um, we work very closely with them. Hans makes sales calls with them. It, it's a partnership, and they set their own pricing based on what their market. We don't dictate the selling price now. They need to be competitive, and they are competitive, but they're also allowed to generate some uh, – if they can bring some additional value to the relationship, they're allowed to be compensated for that. Of course. And that's that's the dramatic difference between what many of our competitors do when they work on these programs. Yeah. So I'm going through the website and, and if we're, if we're missing on something and I'm jumping ahead, please let me know, but I'm going through the website and I'm kind of digging this seven series gray flush panel door. I do a lot of modern stuff. Um, and for our listeners, if you guys haven't seen this, it's a uh, really neat and unique looking door. It doesn't, it's not really like a wood grain. It's more of like a steel textured, very modern and tough looking. I, am I hitting that right? Yeah. It's the 7 Series 790W. So, it's a flush panel on your website, uh, 790 Yeah, and honestly, that's, that's a pretty, that's, a, that's our double steel. Um, that's our double steel, the steel 25 gauge front, 25 gauge back. Two-inch uh, solid core polystyrene, um, thermal broke joint weather seal. Yeah, and then um, and then that's just got vertical glass on it. But I believe that one that you're looking at has that's a that's a texturized door. But we do that door in smooth, and we do it in with texture. Nice. So you guys do offer a smooth flush panel door. Yes, we do. That is rare. So, um, yeah, very, very, modern. very, yeah, very rare and, um, and full disclosure, very, very tough to execute, but I'm we sure. do it. <laughs> so for my listeners, which I've gone down this path with another vendor, but I, it's very interesting. Can you share why the smooth flush doors are challenging for you guys? Yeah. So your, uh, your steel, it, it comes from our supplier with, um, it, it, and then perfections before we throw it through a texturizer, right? And so, um, so, so you have that hurdle to get over first, and then, um, and then you throw it through a texturizer, and then you, you, uh, once you throw it through a roll form, it's just that the handling part of it um, is really tough. It's not necessarily like an oil canning or a, because you know it's double steel, so you don't have that problem. It's really just the getting it off the coil without the imperfections and then down the line and packaged and handled. Um, that's the real challenge with that smooth flush product. When you texturize the door, what you do is you hide the imperfections. So if there's a little tiny dent in it that may have came from the, the mill or when the guys are putting it through the roll former, if there's a, a tiny crease, the rough text, or the wood, whatever you want to call it, hides that. You can't see it. If the installer uh, puts the door on his rack and, and or us at our distribution center puts a tiny little dent or in it with a rough text, you don't see that. So when it's completely smooth, every perfection stands out. So everyone 
we have to be especially careful here and package it differently. Our distribution centers need to be careful, and then the, the dealer that's installing the door has to be careful. So do you guys charge more so, for the smooth uh, than the textured? Typically? there's There can be a slight upcharge, but it's minimal. Okay. Good to know. I mean, that's yeah, a popular it, item in the marketplace uh, in areas where you're kind of bored out. We, what, what I kind of think happened is, if you remember the aluminum glass doors yeah. were extreme, and they still are popular, but really pop, everything that was a modern design was putting the glass doors on it. Um, the aluminum glass doors were taking up most of the modern design stuff. And then there's some areas where they're, especially in Southern California and, and, and some other markets where they're starting to redevelop older parts of town um, and that were traditionally maybe not as good in neighborhoods. Uh, people found out that if you broke the middle glass in the top section, you could pull the operator right. and get into the house. So we had some builders that were looking for a modern design where you were a little bit more secure. And that's kind of where the smooth door came out of. Very nice. Proud of you guys for doing that. It's a, it's a, it, I mean, I, I was told by another manufacturer, very similar story. It's extremely difficult to get the door out uh, with little to no um, imperfections and imperfections stand out like big time on a flush door. So you have to be really careful uh, going through the process of, of forming and everything. So, uh, I, I also am intrigued. So you guys chose to do 25 gauge on the outside, but then also 25 gauge on the inside. That's correct. So I feel like that's also very different. Am I correct in that? Yeah. I think most are stepping it down to 27 on the inside. Correct. Normally uh, on a three-layer door, you're going to see a lot of like 26 and 27. So you got 26 front, right. 27 back. Uh, occasionally, I think there's some manufacturers do 25 front, 27 back. Uh, why did you guys choose to do 25-25? Just curious if you know. Um, two reasons. Uh, number one for us, I mean, it's a, that's our premium product. So there no expense. Um, and uh, additionally, I mean, for us, you know, as installers, right, um, our experience is that, you know, that higher gauge is going to hold up better to handling and, uh, and yeah, just handling and, and, and throughout the install. And I think you can speak to this as well. A, a, a dent on the back of a door priced at that price point is going to prevent uh, you finishing a sale just as much as a dent on the front of the door. Correct. So, um, you know, homeowner's not going to let you just throw a sticker over it or just go on down the road with a dent on the back of their door. So that that's why we, we stuck with that 25 gauge. Very interesting. Uh, good job on making that door. I think it's nice and, looking. And that was really, 25 gauge has kind of been our, you know, we found on the residential install side too that that was kind of our, you know, we'd installed through, and uh, yeah, I think of the old Ankmark guys that aren't around anymore. But we, they had a prior to Windsor, that was our that was our big supplier, um, and they had a, their their builder product that we were installing was a 27 gauge product, and we had just the amount of bottom sections that we replaced. 
I'm it's sorry. astronomical. And when we started switching to Windsor in what, Bob, that would have been like 2006 or something that like that. Well, you originally started switching. It was 2000. Yeah. I first went down to meet your dad. was 2004. Yeah, and so we, we switched to Houston first. So we started seeing a dramatic drop in bottom section replacements from just dented sections from, you know, construction damage. And so to see the difference between how a 27-gauge door performed versus a 25-gauge, it's just kind of, I don't know, submitted in our minds the, the need for that. So, Staying along the line of the high-end stuff, I'm looking at your uh, Windsor Custom Wood Doors. Are all of these sure. on a steel frame structure, or are these built uh, with wood frame? Yeah, so we build all these on a steel uh, on a on a steel platform. Um, we uh, we certain so sixteen and up. We're double installing unless it's a wind load, and of course we've got wind wind uh, code to meet. So we've got specific drawings for that. Um, yeah, so it's built on a steel platform. It's vinyl back insulated. Our stuff is attached from both sides, so. It's uh, the design is applied from the front. Um, it's glued. It's it's brad nailed. The brad nails are, are, are really for reference points. And then we uh, um, we cut the sections, flip them over, and then uh, stainless steel screw from the back. Nice. So you're not going to run into any delaminating with our product. And that was just you know that's just something that we learned um, out of necessity from operating and building these doors and sending them to places like Texas and Arizona and stuff. So, but yeah, so we have, we've got that, we've got our, our cedar doors, but we also make a product that's out of uh, LP. Um, and, and that product has been really good for us a lot. Um, you know, no, that that product is impervious to splitting, cracking, checking, warping, any of that. Um, it's paint grade, but we we now have a uh, translucent finish that we can put over it. Um, we haven't released it yet officially, so it's not on the website. So is that what it says um, uh, coming soon, or was he still Wood Series? It says something big is coming from Windsor Door. Stay tuned. Yeah, so that is uh, so we 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 have a an update. <laughs> Yeah, a breaking a 20- news. Let's drop it right here. Yeah, Let's on, get it out. Right on the on the twenty first, we're we're we are releasing a new um, a new product line for us. Um, so really excited about that. And um, so it's it's a Steelwood series, but it's so it's uh, uh it's the best way to describe it. It's a it's a, it's a pre finished. When does this podcast air? Yeah. <laughs> it's going out today, fellas. It's going out today. So oh, it, uh, I'll tell you what it sounds like from, from the point of view of the wording. It looks like a wood tone, like a faux wood finish on the door. You got it. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you guys, I mean, it's steel yeah, wood but it's series. A yeah. So um, I, I'm very intrigued. Can't wait to see it. I, I think that there's. Yeah. Um, you know, not to bring your competition into it. I think there's a leader in this space uh, with CHI uh, as far as aesthetics is concerned. Um, but, with their actions product? Yes. Uh, I'm a huge yeah, they, fan of the they, way it they looks. Make a good, 
yeah, they make a good door. Well, um, there's a, a, a you're gonna you'll get something on it today. There's a release for some for uh, certain folks, but uh, that that you'll receive today. But yeah, so I we think that uh, it it will stand toe to toe with with those products, and we're really excited about it. So. Well, I can't wait to see it. So you guys are releasing. Is it going to be on the website on the twenty first? When do we get to see it? Yeah, so we're um, there's a soft launch that goes on this week to uh, select uh, individuals, and then full product release on the twenty first. Nice. Well, congratulations. Sounds like you guys are doing a lot of really good things. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, like. You know, I guess it sounds like we we're really we are very we're very fortunate and very grateful for um, you know our our background in the in the national home builder space and we'll continue to to do that. But you know, we have uh, some very good distribution centers and some very good partners that that operate in different spaces, and so um, you know, we're certainly investing in our product line to to kind of expand our reach beyond um, beyond just builder product, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and and this is a big step that way. I don't, if, if any of you guys follow us on social media, we've really, um, in, in all the platforms have really, in the last two months here, two and a half months, we brought on a really great marketing coordinator who's really kind of elevated things, and he's engaged our uh our customer base. Um, so it's not just like a, Hey, here's information. There's a, there's this dialogue going on with our customer base. It's really kind of neat, kind of special. We're really grateful for that too. So I like that. Um, yeah. So I, I highly encourage you to kind of watch that. And, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, it's been an interesting year. Um, for yeah, sure. For all of us. <laughs> a very challenging year. But we're very fortunate to be uh, be where we are. So. Very cool. So I've got a question for you guys. Uh, I ran across a door, and it was the first time I had ever seen this. It was a 16 by 7 with one center style. Is that, I assume, that's a uh, like an entry point new construction door. Can you tell me a little bit about that door and uh, – why you guys chose to go kind of a different path of everybody else and maybe some engineering behind it, um, on how it holds up. Okay. Yeah. So that product is, um, that's a model 714. It's only made in one size, um, only one size and one color and three panel designs. Um, that product was something that was engineered prior to us, uh, owning Windsor door. I think it's been, Bob, how long has that door been in existence? It's been around, they did it when I was at Royal, so it was probably, we're close to 20 years with it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the door's door's around 20 years old. Um, So we had a lot of experience with it in, uh, you know, I think we'd installed a thousand uh, prior to, purchasing Windsor door and we're comfortable with the performance of that. And, um, really there's kind of two standouts with that product. Um, number one, 
uh, it's we're not using. So when you when you see a lot of other products out there in the builder space, um, they step down their gauge right. to go like to a twenty-seven. So we're not doing that. So it's it's a true twenty-five gauge steel door. It's the same exact. I mean, we may rob from the same coil <laughs> to make a back skin or front skin for a 790 that we're going to make a 714 out of. So it's the exact same steel. It's togged at the face, and I believe there's so there's there's 16 togs, um, and that's like rivets, right? Mm-hmm. On the face of the style um, on each section. It, it, it's a builder product. Win, Windsor designed the product because at the time during the uh, – when the builder market went bad, the you know the the building building depression in the, in the early two thousands, builders were putting a lot of pressure on us to lower the price of the doors. Yeah, is what I understand. I, I happened to not be at with Windsor at the time, but they were builders were putting additional pressure on to get the cost of the doors down, and the only thing left to do was to take some stuff off the door. It is a product that we use just in the builder space. Um, and some of the difference with our sections, the full two-inch product, our doors have, in many cases, a bigger back lip on the section. That's hemmed. Um, the in-styles with the toggle locks across the face add strength. The other thing that we do differently is our bottom bar, where we stick the insulate, where we put the vinyl bottom retainer on, is a steel retainer that goes up into the female part of the section. It comes across the back, and it's toggle locked across the bottom so it acts as an additional strut on the bottom of the door and then the strut on the top. So it is a product designed to be in the builder space when uh, the cost is the most important issue with the door at the time. Yeah, and like I said, in terms of uh, in terms of performance for us, I mean, it's been, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's performed well for us, so. We have them Good. in Oklahoma City for years where the wind blows. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's um, when you're a door guy and you walk in to do a repair or something on one and, and you see it, it's kind of like, wait a minute, this something doesn't look right. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's just got one style. And, and then you start processing it. We're not, we're not structural engineers by any means. I think sometimes we like to try to pretend we are. Um, so I was just curious of the background and how you guys came about it and how it's been holding up. And if it's been around for 10 years and you guys aren't seeing, um, you know, issues with it, I would say good job because you guys have found a way to find a few ways to cut and still produce a good door. Yeah, we, uh, we've got some pretty cool additional changes to that product and to our core 730 product that are that are big for us there's gonna um this the structure of those doors is changing um this here in the next i think we're a couple weeks out but um pretty excited about that too so um so you're gonna see a little bit beefier product just on everything coming from windsor so nice well for you guys being really heavy into the new construction industry i'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a little shocked that you guys are so focused on your website with higher end product, but it all looks really good. Um, so if you guys, are you guys looking for new dealers across the country? And if so, how does a dealer uh, reach out to you guys to see if uh, if there's eligibility for that? Well, what, what 
we're doing is we're Hans and uh, Vince, um, our uh, marketing, our new marketing person. They're kind of redesigning the line and taking products that we've made that we really haven't marketed and and, and redoing the way we take it to market. So the answer to the question is we're always looking to expand our business, but one of the challenges in expanding business here is how you get garage doors to people. So we're doing a focused expansion kind of along the lines where we have trucking. Our strong, we're very strong in the southeast, the southwest, and the west coast, and those are the kind of the markets we're targeting, but we're also expanding north a little bit into the midwestern states. To, yeah, and, and to expand on what Bob's saying, you know, we uh, we've added a, we're, we're consistently adding new dealers. Um, you know, we add number one, we're going to add new customers responsibly. Um, we don't want to take on somebody and then and then fail to service them. Um, so I think the best the best way to reach out is there's a contact us on our website. If you hit that, those emails come to me directly I read every single one of them and either so, uh, myself or somebody who reports and, directly to me gets back to everybody yeah. that contacts so uh, and then and of course the dealer inquiries we're on them right away and it's well we have a phone uh, we you know we reach out um, and you know we're always looking for 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 new opportunities and new partners to kind of uh, learn and grow with and, uh, and kind of restore Windsor to its uh, previous glory. That's awesome. And it looks like you guys are also in the commercial sectional game as well. Yes. Yes. We've uh, built a, uh, our, our model 240, 24 gauge commercial sectional door has been around for a lot of years and it's a first class product in that space. It's uh, very popular with people doing metal buildings and small warehouses. It, it's a good quality product that we've had a lot of good luck with over the years. And, and when, I, when I talked about Windsor being bought and sold in the venture capital game, we were also always, almost always partnered up with a metal building company. Hmm. So um, either American Buildings, and they had several brands, or Seco Buildings, and uh, they had a few brands. So if you're in a market where there's a lot of metal buildings, chances are that there's Windsor commercial sectional doors on those buildings. Good to know. Well, um, I know, I don't know how much you guys know about me, but, you know, we were in the same uh, business, I don't even know what you call them, business park, I guess, as uh, Voiles. Bob, you said, I guess you used to work with Voiles a while back. Um, but Dusty and those guys love them to death. Uh, they're great. We were like literally next door to each other, uh, for a minute before we moved out, uh, just recently into our new space. Uh, it was nice though, having a friend that was a dealer next door. Cause I could, if we were short on something, I could call them be like, Hey man, we've ordered these, but, uh, you know, we're short on them. Can you, can you help us out until they get here? And, um, it, it was always, you know, them calling us, us calling them. So it, it was nice to have, I guess we probably still have that, but we're not just directly next door. I used to walk over there sometimes in the morning, just drinking my coffee and, uh, messing with dusty. Cause I knew he was really busy. Um, so it was kind of fun, but, um, 
great guys over there. I really like them. Um, I know they're they're diehard and believers in your product, and I know they install a lot of it. Um, and Dusty's even uh, bragged to me about it. So, um, I, you know, I trust him and, and his ability to determine what's a good door and what's not. Um, and so you guys do overlay doors. You guys do steel doors. You guys have a modern uh, smooth flush panel, which I was not aware of, and I don't think a lot of people are. Um, let's say I'm a dealer, and uh, I just wanted to buy your smooth flush panel door one time. Uh, is that something you guys do, or would you hook me up with a local dealer or distributor uh, to buy that door? So really what we would do is if you're, like say, say somebody inquired through the website or, or got a hold of one of us and, and wanted to do that, then, you know, we're just kind of the neat thing about Windsor today is that that's, you know, we're, we're pretty nimble. And so we're going to figure it out, whether it's going through a distribution center, going through a local dealer, we have a truck in the area. Hans and I have or, delivered doors ourselves. Or, or I'm driving. Yeah, we're, we're so are driving we able to there. request that? I want to buy this door, and I want Bob and Hans to hand deliver it. Right. Does that come with? That's an yeah, extra fee, right? It's right. kind of it's kind of whatever it takes to uh, to to get things rolling. We we're willing yeah. to do about whatever needs to be done. And I like and I think it sounds like we uh, it's just us doing it. So we have a, a, a yeah. team of people that are are similar that are empowered the same way to provide the same level of service. So. That's good. Good deal. What what are your official titles uh, with the company? Um, so my official title is executive vice president, and um, Bob's official title is vice president. Okay. Good to know. Um, anything about Windsor that you think our audience needs to know or learn about uh, before we start wrapping it up? I think the, the important thing that they need to learn about, Windsor's been through a lot over the years. It, it ha, has been a brand that's been around for a long time. It's a brand that um, at one time was a full line. We made Roland Steel and full line manufacturing. We were one of the fastest growing companies in the early 90s. And then, you know, with changing, constantly changing ownership, um, you know, Windsor brand kind of deteriorated over the years. And then when Hans's family came in and bought it, we're one of the few. There are there are a couple, one more I can think of for sure, but that are, this company is owned and directed by people that are in the install business. They came up through the install business. They took a small little company in Houston, Texas, and by thinking outside of the box and being very aggressive on the sales side, they took a small little company and grew it into one of the largest residential new construction installation companies in the country with multiple locations. And it's privately held. Okay, there's some big publicly traded or owned by big corporations, but they built this business and then they kind of fully integrated by taking Windsor that was a their supplier, they were our biggest customer, and really rebuilding Windsor Door, but rebuilding it where it services distributors. That was always one of the 
challenges I had here at Windsor is, you know, people want to think like a manufacturer and, and, and you need to do some of that, but you also need to know how to impact the dealers. So, so the unique thing about this business, when you look at other businesses in the construction industry, probably this business in fireplaces, what we manufacture, we can't ship directly to somebody and they can read directions and install it, okay? Because doors are big, they're hard to ship, and they're hard to put in, you have to be careful. So the relationship between the distributor and the manufacturer is the most important relationship in the chain. So we kind of have a different, and you know, people talk about being distributor focused or dealer focused, and we did for many years at Windsor prior because it was a trendy thing to say. This company truly is. Everybody here in a key role has worked for a distributor. In fact, I even did for five years during one of the bad ownership times at Windsor. Um, so we understand the other other side of the business, and uh, we customize a lot of our programs so they fit that dealer in that market. And um, a garage doors, a garage door, I could bore you to death and tell you why our doors is better than anybody else's. And then you could name a brand, and I could probably do the same for theirs. The difference is the people that you work with. Yeah, I agree. And um, 100%. Hans is out making sales calls. I'm out making sales calls, calling on with our distributors trying to help grow their business in return it grows our business well at the end of the day it's just you know and you kind of go back to the beginning of our conversation and you know as an industry you know being generous with information so we all you know uh so the tide rises for everybody um and so you know we've had some we've had some experiences that have done well for us so we like to you know, we're pretty generous with that information with our dealers and help them try to grow their business and learn from them, too, because we're not perfect. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just a little bit, little bit different experience. And uh, I guess, you know, we're trying to continually trying to create what we were looking for prior to owning Windsor. Right. Well, I think you guys are on the right path. Um, what's your vision? I mean, you guys are obviously heavy in the, the new construction. Let's talk about the future because you guys are developing yeah. some higher end products. Um, are you guys trying to compete with the with the uh, the big guys and doing retrofit, or uh, are you guys trying to kind of rebrand yourself as being a higher end door manufacturer? What, what's your vision? Where do you guys see the company going? So, um, you know, for us, it's really, uh, you know, I don't want to say that we we're, we're focused on our, our competition necessarily as much as we are focused on providing, a, uh, as much of a full service solution for, for our dealers as possible and one that we can scale. So, uh, so that's really what our focus is, is to, to, to have a, a as full of a product line as possible, um, you know, within reason that that we can get to our customers economically and and uh, and then and then scale that to places, you know, to new markets that uh, <clears throat> that we can, you know, realistically service. So, uh, so that's 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 really where our, our vision is. You know, we've got a uh, we've got some low hanging fruit. Um, in terms of some of the improvements that we're making to our product, uh, 
and some of the the higher end stuff. But uh, but yeah, vision wise, I mean, it's for us, you know, to, to be a more full service uh, solution for our for our dealer base. Nice. Well, uh, congratulations. Looks like you guys are doing a good job with it. And, um, I mean, I assume there's plenty of, we have markets. a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't we all, right? We know that. Yeah. We, we all, if we're, if we're true to ourselves and regardless of who we are, there's a long way to go for all of us, both personally right? and, uh, in business. Um, I think that only the people who aren't realistically evaluating and don't have a lot of self-awareness, uh, believe otherwise, in my opinion. Um, so good job. I, I think this is a great podcast. I think uh, our listeners probably going to get a lot out, out of this. And I don't think a ton of people really know you guys very well, like the personalities behind the company. So this is going to be great. Um, I've got some quick hitters here that I want to run through with you guys. And, um, you guys can either take turns answering or you go both can answer, but um, you've got like five seconds to answer. Ready? Okay. Go for it. What type of door and motor do you have on your house? I have a Windsor 755 insulated and 8550 operator. I have a Windsor model 790 steel wood with a LiftMaster operator that I'm not even really sure which one it is, but it is LiftMaster. So are you running a door that's not even on the website yet? Steel. No, no, no. It's a it's an older version of the steel wood. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I was gonna if call If my it wife out. had her way it would be if my wife had her way it'd be the new one. She's already seen it. Well you can make that happen. <laughs> All right. Uh let's see here. Jordan or Kobe for the best basketball player in the world. Good job. Uh, and growing up, I don't know if you got, maybe you still do. I listen to a little Tupac and Biggie uh, still to this day. But would you choose Tupac or Biggie? Oh, Biggie. Uh, Tupac, I'm from the West Coast. All right. So we got our first Biggie. That was good. He had some good songs. <laughs> uh, all right. In, in different parts of the country, uh, this is just kind of an oddball question. I just like to know. Uh, I found out some people eat pizza with a fork. Um, do you guys eat pizza with a fork or with your hands? A fork? Some people eat <laughs> with a fork. I don't know. I like fold Hans, that stuff and grand- shove it in my mouth. So. Yeah, Hans, what was your grandfather's last name on your mom's side? Labarba. Uh, yeah, they know how to eat pizza. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm Italian too, so it's a uh, lot of last names in Chia. <laughs> um, all right, were you guys good students or bad students in school? I was a terrible student. I was okay in high school and good in college. Okay. So I, I don't feel bad. I was probably the worst. I think I set a record. As a matter of fact, I dropped out of high school, got my GED. Um, all right. In your opinions, this is strictly an opinion, doesn't represent your company at all. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? I mean, how did, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm on the same page with you. I read an article, and I'm trying to find it. Obviously, it was more spam from some journalist. I don't know. But it said that they found the remains of her husband on her property. But I can't find it. Like, I'm Googling it, and oh my I can't find it. So I don't know. So 
I had a, a, and this is no lie. I'm not joking. Tiger King was in my dream last night. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so that you asked that is, yeah. That's funny. I was standing at a restaurant at like waiting to go in. It was Tiger King and, and Guy Fieri standing, standing right behind me. I guess it was the hair. I don't know. I guess I saw somebody with bleached blonde hair yesterday or something. <laughs> so I don't even remember my dreams typically. I have some very like every once in a while I'll remember one. Uh, but it always involves me in like a shootout, like guns blazing, <laughs> like just. So you can move to Texas. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but that that's literally all of my dreams that I remember. I mean, there's like I'm strapped up with like body armor and like the best, coolest guns ever. And I'm just blaze of glory, like just going at it. So, all right. What is your favorite book uh, that you've read or that you would recommend to people in the door industry. Uh, mine would probably be uh, Victoria's Secret is not a book, by the way. One of the Jack Welsh, uh, one of the Jack Welsh books. I've read all of them. I think he has a good outlook on how to grow your business. Jack Welsh. I'm looking that up. I don't think I'm I really like the. I'm re- I'm really I really like all of Malcolm Gladwell's stuff. Malcolm so Gladwell's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel outliers, like he writes a new right. book like every month or something. Right. He's got so. I re- for the door dealers, his uh, his. And I think you can get like a. You probably find this on like YouTube or something. His uh, his take on David and Goliath is awesome. Is it? And really, you know, for a dealer that's like coming up and you know, kind of fighting the market, and it's a really good. I'm going to have to check out this Jack Welch dude. It's straight from the gut. He was chairman of GE, and it talks about, he really breaks it down. He just passed. Yeah, he did just pass away. Yeah, he did. That's unfortunate. He's on Audible. So I listen to books because I'm not a great reader. He is on, yeah. In fact, I I have some. If you had a CD player in your car, I think I have a CD (laughs) player. What? Did you just say CD player? Yeah. See how old I am? (laughs) All right, guys, listen, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. It was fun. Um, it was a great time learning about Windsor and you guys. Are you guys going to be at the IDA um, Expo in 2021? Okay, cool. Yeah, I plan to be there. I don't. We had a booth last time. I don't know if we're going to do that again, but it was a really good time. We did some interviews in the booth. Um, it was kind of busy for me. Like I just felt like I went from one interview to the next, so I may not jam pack it so, so hard this time, but, um, no pun intended. Um, but I would like to meet you guys, uh, next time at the expo and, uh, get to know your company even more. And, uh, I guess if I am interested in buying that door, I would probably just reach out to, uh, like dusty or somebody over at Voyles, right? Yeah, either him or you can me directly, and then I can facilitate it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I think the uh, we're better for it, and I think the industry is going to have a little bit more familiarity. And uh, hopefully some guys reach out to you guys and uh, and learn about your product and hopefully sign up as a dealer. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. Thank have you. a wonderful day. Enjoy talking to you. You too. Bye. All right.